0: One of the greatest gifts ended up in my lap. And that was a call saying, hey, Jackie, I am so sorry. The investor pulled out. You no longer have a job. And I took a moment. I took a breath. And I was excited. And he was even so, he was confused at how, why I would be so excited because <laughs> this was the first time that I had looked at something differently. And I said, Life is happening for me, not to me. And this is the universe telling me, move forward. This is your time. Let's rock and roll.
1: What would you do if you got the phone call that everybody dreads in a COVID economy? The company's out of money and you don't have a job anymore. Would you use it to justify old stories about how life is rigged against you? Would you use it as an excuse to hide from the world, eat a pie of Ben and Jerry's and just wait for the pandemic to blow over or the economy to get better? Would you use it as an excuse to take another job that is beneath you that makes you miserable just so you can keep the money rolling in? Well, in this week's Life Amplified podcast, you're going to hear more from my client, Jacqueline Mariano, who four months ago was just a listener to the podcast, feeling lost and disconnected from herself. Today, she is the owner of Level Up Fitness. She's gone into business for herself, doing personal training out of her home in Long Island, New York. Her journey from burnout mom to corporate layoff to entrepreneurship is fascinating and it's all happened in the span of the last four months. I think this is gonna be such a powerful example, just another Transformation Tuesday case study to show you of what's possible for you even during a pandemic. Welcome to episode 112 of Life Amplified. My name is Dan Mason. In 2012, I was overweight, getting divorced, battling depression, and feeling trapped in a career where I was successful, but bored and unfulfilled. And it's actually the greatest gift I've ever been given. I used my pain as a springboard to discover my life's purpose. Now, I want to share the same tools and strategies which helped transform my life with you. So you can live life amplified. There are two subconscious beliefs that keep people from making a major life transformation. Number one, they believe that their current job is their purpose. And if that resonates for you, it makes it very hard for you to leave or create a pivot in your life. Even if the job that you're in just stresses you out, leaves you overwhelmed and makes you unhappy. Number two the belief that working for somebody else is my only path to income. You know, we're going to do an episode coming up soon where I'm going to get into some money beliefs, but one of the things that's really changed for me uh, was when I stopped believing that clients were the source of my income or corporate was the source of my income and you realize that the universe is the source of your income. And by the way, life supports what supports life. So as you step into your purpose, of course the clients, the opportunity, the salary, the money will all be there. Jacqueline Mariano has found this out firsthand. She is a mom and a business owner in Long Island, New York. She just started her own personal training business four months ago. She thought she was in her corporate dream job. So what's the journey been like for her? Well, some of the topics we're going to talk about in this conversation today are emotional debt and why putting everyone else's needs before yourself will lead to burnout and keep you stuck. Jackie's going to talk about the importance of honoring her desires and learning to speak up for her needs. She'll talk about how through the coaching process, she learned to own her inherent value as well as the value that she can offer to the clients that she wanted to serve and how the clients showed up in her new business very quickly thereafter. And if you're a person who's ever gotten stuck and you have wanted to leave a soul-sucking job, you want to write the book, you want to pivot into a new career, but you've said, well, I don't have the experience. How could I possibly do it? Jackie's going to talk about why passion trumps experience. I think you're really going to love this conversation. She's such an inspiration of what's possible. And remember that all this change she's created happened in just four months. Meet my client, Jacqueline Mariano. This is Transformation Tuesday on Life Amplified. Jackie, welcome to Life Amplified so weird right like when you spend time and you start out as a listener to the podcast and then here you are like six months later and you're on the podcast
0: it truly feels so surreal I think about all the years that I've been listening to you and this is just exciting for me so I'm so pumped to be here
1: I am pumped to have you here because you've been one of my favorite transformation stories of this year. And uh, I I thought we'd start today by going into the Wayback Machine. I've got your original coaching application from May 12th. And one of the questions I always ask is, you know, just why are you interested in coaching? You said something here, you shared something that I thought was really honest, but also I think is super relatable for anybody listening today who's a parent. You started out with this sentence, I feel as though I've lost a big piece of myself when I had kids. Tell me a little bit more about that. Babies are a blessing. Families are a blessing. And yet at the same time, there's a transition. There's there's a difficulty and there's times when it can also feel like a struggle. Can you talk a little bit more about where you were and how things change for you and maybe where you fell off track? once you you and your husband decided to grow the family?
0: You know, four years ago, my daughter will be turning four next month, we had decided that the best course of action was for me to be a stay-at-home mom. And I know so many people looked at me, you're so lucky, this is amazing, what an opportunity. And it absolutely is. And that is not to take away from that. I'm so fortunate to have been able to spend that time with her. Um, so during that time, I do feel that Something shifted, something felt like it was missing, and I just couldn't identify it. Something wasn't there, and I kept looking into other things to fill my joy, feel my happiness, and along the way, I mean, it wasn't really until working with you, so now we're two kids later, and it wasn't until that we started talking that I realized I'm not doing anything for me, and I'm not looking internally for my happiness, and it sounds so silly to even say that out loud, uh, but that, w- that was truly a turning point for me once I realized that I, I was emotionally in debt and I was bankrupt essentially from the shift. And again, I can't identify exactly what shifted and why, um, you know, I, in my mind it was not working or not having a job, maybe not contributing to the family. Um, I think I just had always looked at these external factors to be happy,
1: yeah, and you had shared that as well, that work had been such a major part of your life, that you said you had been working since the age of 13. Was work a major part of your identity? And was that the thing that when you let that go, you're like, wait, I'm not working who the hell am I? Because <laughs> that's very common for people. Was that your experience?
0: Absolutely. You know, I think I was always rewarded as a child as, you know, you do you do great work and you get rewarded. And so when I would work and, you know, and I would be financially rewarded, it filled that need, I guess, for me. And And it's so funny even saying this because it feels so hindsight- now, having done the work together, these are things that I would have not identified prior, but now I do see that that became my identity because I was rewarded. I felt what I thought was fulfilled, though that was so external of me.
1: And then when you had come to me and we had started the process, you had actually re-entered the workforce. You said that you had landed your what you said was your dream job, and yet you got back on the workforce. And now you're juggling all those responsibilities with responsibilities at home. What was the experience like of this shutdown and the work at home culture? And how is that contributing? What were the effects of that life on you? Getting this thing back that you thought that was so closely related to your purpose and then just having more plates to spin between that and, and, and your responsibilities with the kids and at home?
0: Sure. I mean, at first it was completely overwhelming. You know, just being home 24-7 with a one and three-year-old, a husband there, also 24-7. We're all trying to get our work done and be a family. (laughs) I felt very overwhelmed in the beginning. I really did. And it wasn't until I took a little bit of a mindset shift and really focused on the things that were important to me or realizing what my purpose emotions were. And that was love and strength. And every time that I would feel that sense of overwhelm, I would just kind of take a moment and pivot and say, okay, where can I apply this in my life? You know, whether it be physical or mental strength, you know, I think especially in a time where we all kind of are on lockdown, it takes a big toll on our minds. Um, And I, I know for me, it absolutely did.
1: You're not the first client who's mentioned in the past that when you do the purpose statement exercise and you start to zero in on your purpose, that it becomes a game changer. You sort of have a direction to go in rather than just guessing. This idea of creating strength, right? Love and strength of the emotions that you learn that you wanted to generate within yourself. I think you were handling that really well from a physical aspect because you were so much into CrossFit and into the fitness world. Was there a lack of that emotional connection to yourself, though? Were you so focused on creating the strength elsewhere that you had lost that strength or, or maybe forgot about the strength within yourself?
0: Absolutely. I would say forgot is the perfect word. Yeah. Um, I focus, like you said, so much on exercise, the physical aspect of strength. And through that, I lost the emotional and mental side of strength. You know, even conversations with my husband, um, you know, they, they look different now. You know, there was a time where I didn't speak up for my needs and that I didn't set boundaries. And these are things that have all come up more recently in realizing my emotional strength and realizing that if I put my needs out there, you know, you had said something once and it really stuck with me. And it was that a need not spoken is always unmet. Something Uh. to that effect. And it's funny because I think without even intentionally doing so, we hold people accountable to being mind readers or clairvoyants in our lives. And when we explicitly stand up for ourselves and, and not in a negative way, just saying, hey, you know, for me, it was, honey, I need you tonight to put the kids to bed so that I can journal and take care of myself for 10 minutes before I go to bed. And it was those little steps, those little actions that eventually propelled me forward, you know, in in eventually creating my business, but just in life in general as well.
1: So it's a super common pattern for people that, you know, somewhere along the way, we just sort of, you know, decide we have to suck it up, we can't speak up, that we don't want to have the conflict or to hurt people if we ask for what we need. How much of that was showing up? Obviously, it was showing up at home in some areas. Was it also affecting other areas of your life in terms of not speaking up or setting the boundaries or asking for what you really wanted and needed?
0: For sure. Um, I can tell you that in that dream job that we previously spoke about, the CEO of the company was a friend of mine, and it was hard for me to initially set boundaries or even just speaking up for my needs in the company, you know, the things that I needed to do my job the best instead of just saying, okay, if Jackie's got it, you know, she can handle it. You know, that's always been, um, I guess, a pattern that I've fallen back into is when someone gives me something, I do as much of it as I can without necessarily asking for the help or the things that I need. Um, So that is something that, you know, in working together that I learned to ask for in both my personal and my professional life. You know, even in my business, I have learned to ask for what I need financially from someone, what I need as a commitment from someone. And in the past, this is something that I might have been afraid to ask for. But I think, you know, we really drilled down to understand what I felt that I'm worth what the value that I add is and what my time is worth. And, um, you know, I am forever grateful for that. So
1: let's talk a little bit about this transition because we talked about the dream job that you had, you know, working in corporate at a new startup. Somewhere along the way, I get this call one day, I get a Voxer message from you that's like, oh, by the way, I've got this new dream that's shown up, Dan, you know, after we did the purpose work. You reconnected to an old passion of yours from many years ago, what shifted to help you reconnect to that? And where was that seed planted that you could leave corporate and turn that into a business?
0: That is a loaded question. <laughs>
1: well, because, you know, there are many people who come to me because they have an explicit desire to leave the nine to five and to start a business. Yeah. This was never in your coaching application. No. It's something that just came up from doing the work. I think it's powerful because a lot of times the things you get into coaching for aren't necessarily the outcomes that you get. It ends up becoming so much deeper. So what helped create that shift for you where these new seeds were planted?
0: I mean, I couldn't agree with what you said more. I I do think that I came into this thinking I had a dream job. Like you mentioned, I never expected to make this, this turn. Uh, I will say In doing an exercise together, we had talked about what do you love to do? What are you good at? What does this world need? These are three questions that you had asked me. Sure. And when I sat and I reflected, and it's funny because I remember my professor in college actually said the same thing to me when I was an accounting major in a little bit of a different way. He said to me, Jackie, people either go into accounting because They love what they do or they're good at it and you not so much either. And that was truly one of the greatest gifts I was given (laughs) (laughs) my junior year of college. So having that same conversation with you did the exact same thing. I pivoted then and I became an entrepreneurship major with entrepreneurship and small business management major with a minor in accounting to just at least finish out those credits. You know, that ignited that same feeling for me. Okay. What, what is it that I love? What is it that I'm good at? What does the world need? And this is where I came up with. I love to exercise. I'm good at exercise. Not only am I good at exercising myself, I am good at coaching others and supporting others. And what does this world need? Support. If there's anything that we have learned in 2020 is that we need to support one another, no matter what, if we're lifting each other up, and just fueling each other and filling each other's cups, we will prosper. You know, We won't be in emotional debt. You know, it, That is the biggest takeaway that I have truly taken away in the last, what, four months that we've been working together is people shouldn't live in that emotional debt. And if they can get out of it, because emotional debt hurts way worse than financial debt, and I have seen both ends of the spectrum, and I can tell you that that hurts way worse.
1: You make this decision. It was just supposed to be like a fun, cute little side hustle on the side. And you had this beautiful gym that you and your husband had created in your garage anyway with all the bells and whistles. So you're like, oh, you know, I'm just going to coach a couple people on the side, Dan. Sure. What was that process like? Was there any resistance within you, like the imposter syndrome of who am I to do this, or I don't have the experience that other people had? Was there anything mentally that was just keeping you in the mode of, I'll do this as a side project, but it can't possibly be my full-time income?
0: For sure. I lived in imposter syndrome practically my whole life, but now being able to identify it has absolutely made a difference financially, I thought, what could a personal trainer make, you know, and these are things, these are excuses that held me back. And at least at the time when I started as a side hustle, I did have another job. And that was at least paying the bills enough where I could just do this thing on the side for fun. And then one of the greatest gifts ended up in my lap. And that was a call saying, Hey, Jackie, I am so sorry. The investor pulled out, you no longer have a job. And I took a moment, I took a breath and I was excited and he was even so, he was confused at how, why I would be so excited (laughs) because this was the first time that I had looked at something differently. And I said, life is happening for me, not to me. And this is the universe telling me, move forward. This is your time. Let's rock and roll
1: somebody's listening to this right now and going, well, that's crazy, right? Like there's so many people right now as unemployment cli- is climbing, there are so many people in fear of losing their job. And I've dealt with some of those people who are in utter panic and freak out. Oh my God, I lost my job. I lost my income. For you to have the sense of relief on it, did that even surprise you?
0: Absolutely. <laughs> I did not expect to have that reaction. I remember I was giving the kids a bath as I got this phone call and my four-year-old looks at me and says, mommy, why are you smiling? (laughs) And then when I told my husband and every other person that I told thereafter, their faces would drop. And as I'm smiling, I would get that same look of confusion. I can understand why. People would maybe feel sad about it or stressed about the financial aspect of it, though. I can tell you that, you know, when that first happened, I had four clients. I now have eight. This was three weeks ago. I think if you just constantly do what you love, you put that energy out there, you're talking about it because you love it. The rest just falls into place.
1: And that's so amazing because I think people think that this idea of like, well, who would possibly pay me, right? Like how do I even find a client if I want to go out on my own and start a new business? Where did these clients come from? How did you start falling into just finding these people almost by accident initially?
0: I found them first were my neighbors and then people would kind of see what we're doing. And then uh, someone else who lives close by, um, you know, had asked if she can try it. So I said, sure. You know, and I give everyone a free trial because this was the first time that I looked at myself and I said, my experience and my passion outweighs any personal training certificate that I could ever get. When people um, had come and they would try my class, they would talk about it. I have done zero advertising at this point, And I can tell you that you know, people are just excited. They feel great when they leave. I'm happy. Everyone's happy.
1: (laughs) Didn't you even have the experience of like going to the doctor's office and just talking to like a physician's assistant and being like, yeah, I'm going to do this. And she's like, oh my God, would you work with me? Wasn't there some story like
0: that? Yes. I went for my yearly checkup. I got an EKG and blood work and she had asked me, hey, can I join absolutely. Come sign up. Or I was just at CrossFit the other day and I was speaking with another member and she said, oh, my mom has a bad knee. You know, she's afraid that she can't train. Is there anything you can do for her? And I said, absolutely. You know, and that's truly the benefit of working one-on-one and having that personalized attention. I mean, I even feel that way in working with you, you know, you know I've done both the one-on-one and the group setting and the group setting. I will, I I am so thankful for that group of girls. Shout out to that eight week accelerator group because they have been phenomenal, an amazing support system. I I recommend both because they both serve me in different ways. I know for me personally, the one-on-one, propelled me forward a little bit more.
1: I just, I just laugh at the end of the day because you found clients quicker than I did when I started this business. But a big piece of it that I think ties into what you discussed earlier is the willingness to even speak up for yourself, your passions, and to reveal those parts of yourself. You know, there was so much of me. I remember at the beginning of entrepreneurship when I was fighting the the imposter syndrome of being a coach, Mm -hmm. where I would like write a great article for the Huffington Post, and then I would hide it on my little Facebook business page that had like 18 followers at the time. And I wouldn't put it on my main business page Mm -hmm. because I was like, oh my God, people are going to think, people are going to eye roll. They're going to be like, this guy's so phony. Like I used to know him when he made bad decisions. (laughs) the willingness to just step up and speak to speak out loud to people about what you're passionate about and owning your value and how you want to help them is so powerful. And like, I think you've doubled your clients since last time we spoke. You're what you're up to eight of them
0: now. Yes. Eight clients. Yep. I think last we spoke, it was four.
1: And last time we also spoke, we were sort of talking about like the financial side of this versus like, you know, where you were at in corporate as you build the business. You were sort of surprised when we crunched the numbers and realized that there was a path for you to make infinitely more than you were in the corporate job. What's helped you step into really owning the, the financial value of the, of the transformation you deliver for people that you can ask for what you want?
0: you know, we had done an exercise and I thought that this was truly eye-opening. And I think this is really what pushed me forward in in the last few weeks, to be perfectly honest. And, you know, I call it the Dan Mason for life versus the Marie Kondo. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we really looked at what brings us joy, right? Or what brings me joy, I should say. And then I drilled down further, or we drilled down together, realizing what my time is worth what I think I'm worth. And this is even hard for me to say still. I think the value that I bring my clients is more than a personal training session. It's not just a workout for your body. It's a workout for your mind. And once I was able to look at myself and look at after we crunch those no- numbers and say, I am worth that. That is what really pushed me forward to say, This is what I need to ask for. Because the mm. right client, after they've done a free trial with me, will understand the value that comes along with that dollar amount.
1: There's so much power in that and standing in your value, A, as a person, right? To even be able to step into the business. And then, B, stand in the value of what you provide to other people. So proud of you. And I'm so excited to see where all this goes. So what's been the impact overall? So you've created a business. You know, I know that you started in a place where you were having a problem setting boundaries. You were having a problem speaking for your needs. And you had lost where you were as a mother. This was just in May. Talk about overall, holistically, what's different in your life today?
0: Everything. don't think I can pinpoint one specific thing. I think it's really my my life has done a 180. And, and you know, I put the work into myself. And it was the first time that I put work into myself since having children. And I'm sure a lot of people can relate, you know, you do so much, you want your kids to be happy, you want to give them the world, you want your spouse to have the world, your partner, whoever it is in your life. And when you run on empty, just like your car, eventually it's not going to start. And I keep putting the fuel in my gas tank every day, the happiness, the joy, and that just translates to my whole family, everyone around me. You know, I had lunch with a girlfriend that I hadn't seen in a month and she just looked at me and said, Jack, what is different about you? You look incredible. You know, it was like, are you pregnant? And I said, no, no, two and through, we we're done here. That's not it. Um, you know, I have just invested in myself, you know, even yeah. the coaching program, you know, I was talking to someone, one of my clients, one of my new clients this morning, um, and I was talking about our interview coming up and how I was excited. And, you know, she had asked me, you know, what does a life coach cost? And I said, it's priceless. You know, I feel that what I got out of this, it doesn't matter. The dollar amount doesn't matter. You know, I've invested in myself. And that comes back tenfold.
1: That's so important for people. Like when it comes to like the anxiety over releasing money is realizing that it's an investment that will double, triple, quadruple in value over time. You know, if you got all the things you wanted, if you had you know, that sense of freedom and you got to be who you were and do work that you love and have, you know, a sense of ownership over your time and your finances and your schedule, what's the impact of that worth, not just in like a yearly income, but multiply that out over 20 years. And, you know, that's why I just made another investment in myself to start working with a new coach, you know, just to continue to grow and continue to do that for the person who's listening today. And they're like, yeah, but pandemic, all this sounds great, but you know, I've got so much going on. I'm just going to wait. One day there'll be a vaccine. One day things are going to go back to normal. What would you like to share for people to let them know? Because you've made a pretty dramatic change in a short amount of time. What is it that you want to share to the person who's on the fence, who doesn't know if any of this is possible for them?
0: For the person that's on the fence, what I want to tell you is that if you keep waiting for one day, one day may never come. And I can tell you that part of my journey is that my dad was diagnosed with cancer during all of this, Um, during my training, you know, during a pandemic. um, I could have let all of these things be excuses. You know, I had to take care of him, my children, my husband, though if I wasn't taking care of myself, none of it mattered. So I do believe that there's just no time like the present tomorrow's not guaranteed. Um, So we need to live our life to the fullest. And find your joy
1: love it well i'm so proud of you my friend i'm so thankful for you sharing your story and just being an example to other people uh, all around the world of what's possible for them uh and can't wait to see where things go from you for you from here thanks for hanging out
0: thank you dan my pleasure
1: such a powerful example of the minute that you really connect to your purpose, and you stop focusing on what you want to do, but who you want to be and how you want to feel, how everything in your life can turn upside down. This is somebody who thought she was in her dream job in corporate and then very quickly realized that wasn 't really aligned with the person that was trying to emerge from within her and as I listened to jackie 's story, I was reminded of a quote that one of my mentors told me one time, uh, you know, when I was just this guy who was playing Justin Bieber songs on the radio and was stuck in the imposter syndrome of who am I to help people? One of the quotes that really changed everything for me was that God does not call the qualified, God qualifies the called. And that came up for me as she was having a conversation about just her passion being more important than the experience, that she just knew that she had knowledge, gifts, compassion, and support That she can offer the world and she can do it in a way that nobody else can. So big shout out to Jackie. So proud of all of her success so far and the success. That is still on the way, and perhaps you would like to replicate that. You're a person—look, this has been the the real story of the shutdown. It's not so much about the social isolation. It's not so much about work-from-home culture. It's that for the first time in perhaps your entire adult life, you've had a chance to be alone with your thoughts and start to consider where is my life off track? Where are the external results I'm getting in my life not keeping up with the person that I know that I'm called to be? If you'd like some extra support to break through, find those answers and create your Transformation and your amplified life—the way Jackie has—you can get more information on my coaching programs by going to my website, CreativeSoulCoaching.net. Also, coming up, October 23rd through 25th, I'm going to be hosting a special three-day online virtual event. This is an opportunity for you and I to work directly together to revision your life, connect to your purpose, and create a powerful plan forward. We're going to be making the official announcement on that soon. If you would like to get on the waiting list and be one of the first people to find out and reserve your spot, you can go to the link that we've included for you in the show notes. I'm so excited because I know that this event is going to change lives, and I would love for you to be there to join us. In the meantime, if you enjoyed this episode, if it's inspired you, if you know somebody else in your life who is right there on the ledge, Ready to make a big change, but they're afraid to leap. Could you please share this podcast with them? You can screenshot it, upload it to Instagram or Twitter. Be sure to tag me, at CSC, Dan Mason. Don't forget, you can also leave us those five-star ratings and reviews on Apple. It helps us with the algorithm. And if you're listening on the iHeartRadio app, just give us a follow. Uh, for so much more content on the way. Until next time, turn down the volume on your negativity, turn up the volume on your purpose so you can live life amplified. I'll talk to you next week.